Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsports. We are your daily dose of quick and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Mahler. And since it's Friday and we need to get as much as we can in before the weekend, we weave in a third man, Mr. Matthew Rooney. How's everybody doing? Matt, sorry, I couldn't get the first basket score right. I got the Pistons. That's okay. That's okay. That's all right. We we you know we, we didn't hit that one, but I did hit a, a nice little pre-built same game parlay in that one on DraftKings. So I'll I'll be fine. I, I I'll live. I'll, I I got a winner. Zach Levine should have shot the ball anyway. How are you, Andy? Yeah, I'm all right. You know it's Friday. Got a big snowstorm that came through. I got most of it cleaned up yesterday, which is annoying. Can, I'm think I'm just I'm out on winter. Like I'm out. I'm done with it now. I've had enough. Well, you so really only got like a month and a half of this work. left. We'll see, man. We have snowstorms up until May sometimes. Yeah, so. but yeah, I'm I'm out on winter in on uh, in on Hot spring. Tea. So yeah, it's you uh, live in the right place to be out on winter. Yeah, I'm switching. Oh my god, my wife is just like, do you want to like just go to Mexico for a weekend or Florida or something? She's starting to get into her uh, her wits end with uh, this sort of stuff too. But god damn it, the fresh snow and the puppy. Pup, and the puppy is a snow dog. Like he loves the snow. Like sometimes we'll just catch him laying in the snow, like taking. I think he fell asleep in the snow. So it's a mountain dog, and fuck, he's so cute. Uh, pouncing, you know. Uh, there's a lot of bounding going on. I'm like, god damn it. Bounding. Well, I guess we're, we're fine with it a little bit, but it could still be spring. That'd be great. But and with spring comes March Madness. I'm kind of pumped about that. So. I love a little basketball. What what order do we want to do things in today? I always I always get confused without the. Uh, no, it's, you, you said college basketball. Let's go with college basketball. The thing on the side. This was an interesting one too because, um, and we're gonna start with college basketball, I guess. But we, uh, I went to bet this. I bet it at a, a book that takes pretty fair limits on this sort of thing, and I bet the Richmond spy. It was a one point underdog. And granted, crossing the zero, never do it, teasers, but it's something that happens when lines move. And I ended up betting this, and like 15 seconds later, Richmond was a favorite. And again, I'm not saying Andy Andy bet five grand on the Spiders. No, my bets aren't that big for this sort of stuff. But it was just funny, the timing. Somebody else at the exact same time had taken some swings on Richmond, I think, because that line popped, and I don't think it's honestly moved since then. So I got it. I got the money line at a at a dog price, and by dog price, they're still charging you fifteen cents. So I paid like minus one hundred three, but I'm still fine playing Richmond at this uh, slightest, the slightest of favorites, taking on the Virginia Commonwealth University Rams. My Chris Mooney led Richmond Spiders are honestly, I think they should have been the favorite here, though. The tempo's a little weird. Um, Slow possession length, but this is a this is a team. And again, the same stuff I talk about over and over again. Like, hey, hit your free throws, good. Hey, force a lot of turnovers, get a lot of extra possessions. Don't turn the ball over hardly at all. Like, they kind of meet all those things for me. And at the same time, VCU, who is ranked a little higher and has a bit, you know, a pretty balanced team, good offense, good defense. At the same time, they turn the ball over a lot. Like, when you get a team that forces that many turnovers against a team that can't hold on to it, and then you get a team like VCU who relies on uh, you know the three-pointer a little more, I love them as a dog. Not that I'm getting them as a dog anymore. Dan gave me a hard time about this. 
So Andy's been a favorite. So they were a dog when I clicked it. So I guess I'll allow uh, it. this is yeah. This is what I need to turn it around. Short favorite. I think yeah, yeah. Yesterday's six point favorite lost by eight after just being in the game the whole time. Run into a, a bit of a. That's the hardest part. It's like when you're losing, you don't even want to get up and look at numbers in the morning. I hate it. I hate it so much. So, but head up, eyes down, grab the plow, go through the road, bet your bets, like get on with life. All right, who wants to do it next? More basketball or should we talk football? Mm, we'll do bad. We'll do NBA. NBA has been kind of fun. It was fun last night that um, our over, we needed overtime to get there. We just barely got there. Um, kudos to anybody that got 238 and a half or 239. Um, CLV mattered, which is always kind of fun. It's a bit of a double-edged sword. Apologies for anybody that had the 240, but um, got there. Nine games tonight, a lot going on. I almost bet against the Hawks again, but I'm just not in the mood to do that. It's just been really awful trying to bet against the Hawks. So maybe next plus three will be something I add later. But um, two bets I did actually make. We're going to take the Spurs again as underdogs. Um, cut, not only covered for us, but beat the Brooklyn Nets outright, plus five and a half earlier in the week. And tonight host another uh, mercurial team, if you will, the Los Angeles Clippers. Again, hard to tell who's going to be playing for the Clippers tonight. May possibly be a spot where they rest some players. Uh, the Spurs at home have been much better. Again, this is a team that's tanking. Um, they are one of only two teams in the NBA that have a net rating in the fourth quarter of negative 14 or worse. Um, them and the Houston Rockets, which is pretty unbelievable. The third worst team has a net rating of only minus five in the fourth quarter. So um, you can clearly see the way the end of those games have gone. But, you know, filter that on home, especially situations in competitive games. They're much better. Um, really like this spot here for the Spurs. Had this closer to four, honestly. So six and a half, sevens, they're all out there. Go ahead and scoop up. Uh, Spurs plus the points. And then we're going to go under a big number tonight, the Pacers and the Nuggets. Um, again, the Nuggets at home have been much better defensively. The Pacers continue to be without Tyrese Halliburton, which, again, is really the straw that stirs the drink for them offensively. Um, the Pacers really slow down the pace, if you will, um, without Halliburton. These oh, games God. have been slow. They've been ugly. And the Nuggets are happy to do that. Again, at home, they have an opportunity to maybe even rest a couple guys tonight. Curious to see um, – Curious to see what Jamal Murray ends up doing and um, if he's going to play tonight. If he's in, I have this at um, 236, 235 and a half. If he is out, I have it closer to 233, honestly. So a, a pretty big edge here on this under. And what, again, I expect to be a clunky game. I think the market's still pretty slow here to adjust for the Pacers without Halliburton. So under 240 there, Spurs plus seven. Um, Halt asked about the six man of the year market, which is fairly interesting. If you guys didn't yeah, hear it, it came down last night. Like, Books just took it off the market with the pool news, I think. And so it looks like Jordan Poole is going to be a starter for the time being. Now, um, that probably puts him in a position again where he'll play too many games to win the sixth man of the year. And uh, this is something where the voters are really good about that. I think um, the last time a sixth man of the year won, starting even a handful of games was a while ago, let alone you know the majority of them. So you look at it right now, Russell Westbrook laughably is minus 250. Um, maybe look at taking a little Malcolm Brogdon there, plus 275. Norman Powell hasn't been very good. And as you start to go further down the list, there's not really a big number that sticks out to me. Um, as I'm looking at it right now, I mean, Mathurin 28 to 1 is kind of interesting, but the Pacers really won't be good enough. This is an award that generally goes to teams that are very good. I think the average winning percentage for six men is like 60% plus. So you're talking about, you know, one of the top three, four seeds in their conference. So as you start to whittle things down a little bit 
Maybe Bogdanovich comes on hot here as the Hawks are finally healthy and maybe get a little bit better. But you know, scoop up a little Malcolm Brogdon if you don't have any of that. Otherwise, it's hard to tell with the again a market that's been wide open as bad as Westbrook minus two fifty is. It's hard to see where the value is elsewhere. Yeah, I don't want to bet on Westbrook. Nobody wants that in their life. No. It's, it's never worth it. I guess it. it's the market just saying if none of the really good teams are going to have your classic six-man and the Lakers somehow make the playoffs, maybe they'll vote for him. But it's just like, I'm not there. That's You're parlaying a lot of stuff together for that to happen, and I don't know how you get to minus 250. I mean, I yeah. could see him being like single digits, like plus 200, not minus 250. Yeah. I mean, does it? Are they just maybe taking a lot of bets on him because he's a Laker? Similar to why, like you know, when like Lakers odds after they won the title were so short, even though everybody knew they weren't going to go. Like the the market, people were just betting the Lakers because they're the Lakers. Similar to you know the Dodgers and stuff like that. Yankees. It certainly could be it. It'd be a great question to ask a bookmaker. Maybe we'll reach out to a couple of people and see if they can explain what the volume looks like on that because. It is. It's really tough, and I wonder if at this point books are just happy. They've got a bunch of Jordan Poole money. He's probably not going to win, so they're happy to just sit back and, and let everybody kind of stay where they are. Because, again, I didn't see any of these bigger numbers get so much bigger. Like Malik Monk was still 25-ish to 1. He's right around there. So it looks like they just took all the pool equity and dumped it right into Westbrook. I'll bet some Bragdon. Fuck it. I'm all about Scoop it. up a little Brogdon wherever you have it. That's not a bad bet. And yeah, Lakers plus 200 make the playoffs. I don't Again, I just, it's hard for me to see Westbrook running, but I also hate all the rest of the names on this list. Yeah. Sometimes there's a market like this. Like, honestly, offensive rookie of the year this year in the NFL was like this to me. And I ended up making way too many bets. But at the same time, it's like, I have no idea what's good. I think there's going to be some interesting lessons learned from this year as far as. You might not even have to be on a good team, guys. You just have to get a, you know, you just have to get the volumes. There are outliers. There are, yeah. Sometimes things get weird. Um, speaking of getting weird, Matt shaved his beard. I know that's been mentioned. It still bothers me. I know. Um, that's not so how you saw that playoffs. So much. You it's coming back. Beard. You gotta get the beard. Keep the beard. It looks. The it, it looks. It looks more clean shaven on camera, like in person. It's. It's like you can definitely see some more to it. But yeah, I, I, I shaved it earlier this week. I guess the Blackhawks aren't going to the playoffs. You don't need a playoff. No, God, no. No, we're don't tanking hard for Bedard. The tank's actually not going as well because they've like won four yeah. out of six or something like that. Like, you we got the Flyers, you idiots. Yeah, like easily. I didn't watch much of the game last night, but a lot of the tweets I was seeing was basically like, this is two teams clearly playing in a tank off, and the Flyers were able to out tank the Blackhawks last night. So, noops. I, I tip my cap to you on that one. I, I do have a couple of bets. There's only two games for whatever reason on this Friday well, night, like which just one. makes it makes no sense to me. I'm not really sure why the NHL would only have two games on a Friday night. But uh, I'm going to support um, Andy's Bruce Boudreaux fade. We're going to keep fading Bruce in hopes that he's the first head coach fired. The Canucks have been a little bit of a – the record's not awful, but given what the expectations were this year, have been a little bit of a dumpster fire. And the Avalanche, after a slow start, might be starting to heat up a little bit again. They're starting to get a little bit healthier. Uh, they've won three in a row. They've outscored their opponents 17-4 to four in that run. And uh, as we saw in the playoffs last year, when this team gets cooking offensively, like they're really, really, really hard to stop, even if they are a little bit banged up, which they still are, but they're a little bit healthier than they were a couple of weeks ago. Um, these two teams did play like a – about a week and a half, two weeks ago, the Canucks won that game four to two, uh, but the Avalanche are playing much better hockey than they were at that point. Vancouver's lost four of their last five. 
let's let's take and, the and Avalanche here. And was a garbage shootout win. Yeah, it, it was a shootout against a good team in Carolina, but it was yeah. a, it was a shootout win. Um, so we're going to take the Avalanche, lay the lay the one and a half with them at plus one forty. We're going to take the the good team playing pretty well against the bad team, and then uh, Alex DeBrinket, Andy, who does Alex DeBrinket play for? Alex DeBrinket plays for yes. the Carolina Carolina Panthers. That's not the. That's team. an NFL team. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. No, he's an Ottawa Senator. The Blackhawks okay. traded him to the Ottawa Senators the draft last year. I found out also this morning. Dan didn't I know that. He, I knew he got moved. I couldn't remember. I, put my, but I didn't. Put my, I had a bet on him to win like the Rocket uh, Rocket to the Moon award. Rocket Richard. Yeah, did, don't yeah, don't worry about that. that. That's that's a sunk cost. No, last year. Not gonna, last oh, okay. Year. Yeah, this year it's definitely not going to happen. He uh, he was a Blackhawk. He is not anymore. He's an Ottawa Senator now. Dan Dan didn't know that either. I threw this bet, and he's like. Uh, Dan messaged me like, yeah, today I found out that Alex Dabrinkit plays for the Ottawa Senators. Um, he hasn't been very good. He hasn't been bad this year, but his numbers, his, uh, his goal scoring numbers have taken a hit since he's not playing with Patrick Kane every night anymore. Um, that said, he's still on pace for about 25, 30 goals this year. I've taken his over three and a half shots on goal against Pittsburgh. Um, he's one of these, I think, remember last week I, I did a prize picks with some, some over shots on goal. I talked about wanting to get some high volume shooters, the, the guys that can, have the potential to go for, you know, seven, eight, nine shots in a game. And Alex Dabrinkit is one of those guys. Um, he's gone over this total for the last five. I'm not sure if I said that or not, but I, it was worth repeating. And at plus 110, uh, I feel comfortable rolling the dice with that. I mean, he's a guy who um, can easily put up two shots on a power play. Uh, he's, he's the main shooter on, on a power play. Um, I really like his over. And we're going to roll the dice with that against Pittsburgh tonight. So high volume shooter and let's fade Bruce Boudreaux. But plus money, poor, I can't, you know, poor I'm a Bruce. sucker for plus money. You know that. Poor Bruce. I just want Bruce him to fine. move on with his life at this point. They're they're like, oh, man. I mean, it, we're not even at like the one year anniversary of him being hired. I this is going to be this is going to be a messy, uh, messy analogy. Remember William okay. H. Macy's uh, William H. Macy, Little Bill. Little Bill was a Cosby cartoon. Yeah. Something. It was Bill in uh, Boogie Nights. You remember him? And his wife um, was constantly, you know, stepping With out on else. him. Let's keep it. Let's keep it kind of PG, even though there were some graphic scenes. I feel like that's Bruce Boudreaux mm-hmm. right now. Is with this like the team in the media is like, yeah, we're we're uh, interviewing other coaches. You know, we're, it was Little Bill in Boogie Nights. Thank you, Dan. He's like, we're, we've interviewed this guy. We've talked to this guy. It's like, hey, I can hear you. I'm right here. Like I, I feel horrible for him at this point. They need to just end this. It sounds like management up there is a real shit show. So, um, yes, if we could just get a 17 to nothing avalanche win tonight, they'd be like, yeah. all right, we kind of have their, to fire somebody. Uh, their new team president, uh, Jim Rutherford, I think yeah, he's over last like year at some point. Fucking so, knob dick. So he's been like, I mean, he's been successful wherever he's been. He won in Carolina. He won cups with Pittsburgh. Um, he had a press conference, I think it was earlier this week or maybe late last week where he was basically like, yeah, so, um, this is, he didn't say it was a dumpster fire. He'd be like, yeah, I kind of thought this was just going to be like a minor lift of a project. Turns out there's a lot of work to do. But he said surgery. Oh, okay. He called yeah, it a minor surgery. That's it. Sur- that's said, it. I thought it was going to be a minor surgery. This is a major surgery. Like basically yeah. saying I'm, I'm in over my head. This sucks. So speaking, being in over your head. Um, that's been my tennis betting when I've gone out on my own. My goodness, I've I've struggled. I've been pretty small, but it's mostly been live betting for me. So I've just given up on the Aussie. 
So I'm taking it easy. Although some of the futures I placed, again, at that behest of noops, are kind of flying along as we things are opening up for both draws, men's and women's. And I mean, it's we still got a whole lot of churai in to get up that hill, but Linda Fruvatova. I'm I'm kind of digging where she's at right now. I'm kind of digging where her headspace is at. She doesn't seem to, I don't know, the, the moment's definitely not too big for her at this point, and she's still, like, what, 18? Yeah, it's it's nuts to watch some of these teenagers again. Um, you know, you look on the women's side, we've got a handful of quarter bets that are still alive, which is nice. Um, like you said, Fruver Tova down at the bottom, and uh, we're even going to just back double down on this, Andy. I, I love the way she's playing tennis. She's got Vondrasova here, um, who took advantage of Alms Jabor. And, uh, you know, not that uh, Vondrasova wasn't good, but that was really more of a loss for Jabor than it was a win for Vondrasova. Again, oh, yeah. I think people still overreacting a little bit to a lot of wins against lesser opponents. Now, the fly in the ointment, Vondrasova, a lefty for Uvertova, has only played, I think, four or five matches against lefties professionally, and it can be tough to figure out those angles, tough to get used to the forehand, backhands lining up as opposed to the other way around. So that's in good shape. And again, if she gets past this match, I mean, could possibly be a favor in the next match going into that quarterfinal, so a lot of equity for us there, but... Again, a handful of plays, um, just about all these start tonight. Just talked about Fruvertova again. Goes up against Vondrasova. I have that match a lot closer to 2-1. to one. Um, Hopefully you scooped that yesterday. That number has dropped um, down to plus 220. You're, you're saying just Vondrasova's getting more credit than she should for the win because Jabur was just that awful. Yeah, if you go back and look at spots in that match, I mean, Jabor had chances really to take control of it. Clearly, physically wasn't 100%, and um, Vondrasova really made a meal of it. So um, that, and again, just a lot of her wins in general. is not playing the highest quality players, and I think Fruvertova can really upset her. So hopefully you grab that yesterday. Play that at plus 240 or better, um, seeing the number a little bit lower than that. Um, the total here at the top, uh, Arena Sabalenka against Elise Mertens, formals. Former doubles partners, really good friends who played a ton of, ton of tennis together. And if you look at this matchup over the last three or four years, they play a couple times a year somehow in these events. And Sabalenka really just puts her away. Um, Going to take under 20 here. There's some cheap 19 and a halfs, expensive 20 and a halfs. Um, landed on a 20 I was able to find. Just like this better than Sabalenka minus five. Um, you know, we get a chance to push this at least if it's 6-4, six, 6-4, four, six, four, something like that. And um, Sabalenka can boot a set, but again, it should be pretty comfortable here. I think we're going to see like a 6-2, 6-3 kind of thing, a 6-4, six, 6-3. Six, so happy to take the under 20 there. Talked about Fruvertova. And then Elena Rybakina, I think it's Rybakina. I don't know. I'm still not 100% sure on that. Um, goes up against Iga Swiatek, And um, it's tough going against Iga. She's played solid tennis. But Rybakina has been fantastic. These are great conditions for her. She has all the game that you would need, not only to beat Iga Swiatek in a match, but especially in this spot here. Um, her service, her power there has just been really fantastic. And plus 350, I'm honestly not too close to this number. I had this at plus 250. I had to double-check Andy because I was looking at this at decimal odds at first, and I wasn't sure I was doing the conversion correctly. Um, but, yeah, plus 350 looks really nice to me. would play this, honestly, at plus 325, plus 300 or better. Should be a great match. And just playing the money line here. Um, if she does lose, there's a chance, you know, there's kind of a blowout in the second set there. So just the money line, happy to pass on the plus four. And then a first set over, Jesse Pagula, Barbara Krejcikova. Um, Krejcikova, I believe we have a quarter price on her or something like that. 
Um, either way, it should be a really competitive first set here. We'll probably try to stack this up once it opens up at a few other spots. But seeing nine and a half at plus 110 in the first set, um, very easy, should be very easy here for a 6-4, possibly even a 7-5. So, again, I'll stack this one up to the tiebreaker once it opens up. So, an under, a first set over, and a couple big underdogs for us down under. Down under. And the order of play, I know, is a mess, and it's more of a suggestion than a rule, but we're – we're in a good place right now, right? As far as the heat and the rain and everything, like we're getting matches in at a normal clip. They're totally caught up and there's yep. so few matches now, Andy, they can basically play them all inside anyway. You know, so there is 12 women left in the tournament. They'll have eight matches tonight and just four tomorrow. So again, as you start to get further, it's just so much easier to fit everything. We should, we should be just fine. All right. That's what I thought. And yeah, like you said, further deeper into the tournament, there's just fewer games. Speaking of fewer games, there's only four in the NFL, which is uh, we're still sad. on the Saturday. This is Sunday. like the best weekend of football. This it's is a just... great weekend of football, but it's still sad that it's like, damn. And no, it's like bittersweet, um, you know, yeah. because there is only the four games. But man, it is the best weekend. Like wild wild card weekend is always good. Super wild card weekend takes it up a notch. And then just the word super, super. super. Yeah, and you know, next weekend obviously the. I don't know there's something about you know the the end of the game celebrations next weekend where it's like the fuck you're going to the Super Bowl like that's that hits differently for sure obviously but these ones are so good because you've separated some wheat from the chaff we've gotten rid of the Vikings the Seahawks we've gotten rid of uh you know the Dolphins and boy god talk about some some quarter some weird quarterbacks the four that have eliminated like Kirk Cousins is a trillion times better than the other three that's saying something too the playoffs got goofy this year happens every year but yeah only four games and you know if you want our takes on you know all the NFL we did a deep dive episode it wasn't the longest one because there's only four games but uh, I did place bets on all four just because I like to you know have a little bit of action like I said Smaller bets, I'm mostly going to invest. I'm going to take uh, how much I bet on those four games combined. I'm going to invest at least five times that in props. And it will not be my props. It will be other people smarter than me props. Like, I love betting, you know, 15 props across, like, uh, a Saturday afternoon on these games. And they're not hanging the Brett Maher ones yet, but I'm uh, – uh, probably staying away from the kicker ones. Have fun with that. Uh, you know, if you think you're just going to fade a guy, they kept him. I kind of went on a diatribe there about that, but it's a, I mean, think about noobs. Think about like the worst game. I don't know. You can't use, you can't use Embiid, like a middling player. Who's Tyrese Maxey play for now? The Sixers. Yeah. Now let's say, let's say he missed like 20. Uh, let's say he went out 0 for 12 in the field, five fouls, technical. Like You're not just cutting him. And like, no. yeah, we're we're having we're having tryouts for for to fill it. Like, I know a kicker is just a kicker, but literally, they like, did bring in another kicker for practice. They, they brought one in on the practice that. squad just to be just to be a little safe. But it's crazy how quick we're like, oh, that kicker's gone. Like, yeah, it was a big game. They still won, and he had a like. You you don't want that for the next guy is thinking like that's in his head. Well, they'll just bring another guy in to replace me. Like, you, you don't want to go revolving door kickers at all. So. Yeah, kind of goofy. About that. Kind of goofy how quick we are to be like, it's get him off the team. 
it's yeah, it's weird to put those guys in that spot. Like the kicker who's coming in, is he really think he has a fair shot at it? And it's like, does that help Maher? Is he competitive guys that gonna come out and kick a thousand extra points this week because like somebody's there in the building or like does it really mess with his head? It's like, oh man, maybe I stick, maybe they're not gonna play me. And he spends time thinking yeah. about that. Like uh, yeah, I, I think just the fact that he kept the job is a little vulnerable. Just another day in the life he of the should Dallas be, Cowboys. He should be fine. I, mean, I think they said in practice yesterday, too, he went like six for six from extra point kind of range. Not exactly extra points, but from kind of that general range. Yeah. So I think they'll be fine. That's going to be the, the game I'm most looking forward to. But actually, the game I'll be most happy with, if it turns out my way, will be the Jaguars. And I have... Jaguars futures. I, you know, I'm still sitting on them to win the Super Bowl at like 150 to one, and I know they're a big underdog, but I mean, it's like four to one at this point. I'm just gonna put it. I'm putting a little bit more on Jaguars money line. I think they're gonna be in this. I just, I, between what I've listened to, what I watch, what I've seen, what I feel, and then my God, just watching Ben Solak's video breaking down some of the plays. The, how Doug Peterson was busting up the you know the Chargers defense in the second half with some some really good scheming. I just got even more excited. So more Jags money line plus plus four hundred. Like it just it's too much for a a team that you know during the second half of the season they're they're not on the level of the Bills, Chiefs, and probably even Bengals, but they're closer than we think. And going against the market here because the market is betting this the other way. Maybe it's maybe it's finally found a spot where we'll see some buyback. So four to one Jaguars. Yes. And if this hits, then the rest of the weekend's pretty much goddamn gravy, right? It's the first yeah, game. Yeah, four to weekend. one, that's probably worth a the, the little bit of a flyer. Yeah. Sprinkle. Yeah, thank you. A, a sprinkle. Yeah, just a little sprinkle. Definitely a first half like money that line. Salt guy. Salt day. Jags first half money line, Chiefs full game. Oh God, maybe I should have that. Truthfully, though, yeah, like if you'd still if, add it to your card, Andy, you got time. Well, here's the thing, though, like if the Jags are leading at halftime, there's going to be, you know, the whole world's going to be coming back on the, the second half, and that number's you're going to pay dearly for that number. So if you want to do it before the game, it's probably going to be better because let, let's say the Jags are up by seven and a half or something. My God, the, I can't imagine the number they're going to hang for a second half. Like you're going to be. Yeah. You're gonna be betting a you know a second half number that's like an eight and a half. That's I was say nine, nine and a half. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be expensive. You're, they'll make you pay dearly for it. Plus five fifty. Plus five fifty. All right, I'll take a look at it. I I think I'm interested in that sprinkle. That that's I think that's more my pace than the Jags full full on money line, especially if it's five and a half to one instead of four to one. It's more value for me. I just think they win, baby. That's um, here's here's the other question. Allison, last question. Oh, this probably works out really well for Linda. I thought you froze there like, for a second right after you no. said last question. Then I was going to So th- this is going to work out for our run to the finals. Uh, Krejcikova, Siniakova probably wiped the floor with them in doubles today. Oh, yeah. Like, like the, like best doubles the, the, the doubles run history of doubles. Yeah. Because – you do see that from time to time. Somebody gets a lot deeper into a tournament than they think they should have. And then they're like, hey, I have to pull out of doubles now. I can't be playing a match every single day at this point. So I think it'll probably work out well. They have to be a – I haven't looked at prices, but I'm guessing they're a pretty sizable underdog. I have it up right now. Um, oh, minus 1,800. 
I was right. So I think that's when it's double team probably in history. Yeah. I think the double, yeah. Once I saw who they were playing, I'm like, oh, never mind. So I was going to ask if she'd think about pulling out of doubles, but not. Won't have to. Won't have to. The the universe is just taking care of it for us. Going to take care of that for her. Oh, for that, it's Friday. I'm going to go figure out what's for lunch. I don't know. I have no idea at this point. Um, I didn't bet any golf today. Golf yesterday was a disaster. Oh, no. I have to. And then just like with the three courses never rotating, I'm like, I I kept running different scenarios through. And I kept coming up with uh, similar stuff as yesterday. And I I didn't want to just run that back and risk more more damage. So I took the day off. I'm going to reevaluate after two rounds. See where everyone's at for Saturday. I'll definitely have some round three plays for sure once I get around to that. Maybe I'll even just tweak that stuff. So no golf today for me. Sorry if you waited the whole time for golf, Will. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll get back at it. So hit the weekend running, guys. Hit the thumbs up on the way out. Any NBA props you like for prize picks Friday promo? Jason, if if you were to leave a comment on this YouTube video, I will send you a link to a Discord that's free. It's the 4 for 4 Discord, and they have a free prize picks channel where people post props all the time. Maybe you're already in it. I don't know. But I know Rick Camp posts some prize picks stuff in there for the NBA. He's a couple good. other people's a couple other people pick those Love up. It. I have obviously put me on the spot to find a prize pick square. I'm not gonna be able to do it right now. But if you has want Noonan, uh, uh speaking of the prize picks discord, has Noonan posted his tackle props yet? His no, I think, I think we'll probably have that uh, pretty soon, though. Okay, because yeah, I'm going to have to hop in on that. stuff in there as well. I thought it was going to hit last week. The first three hit, and then the last two ended up not hitting the Ravens game, but it was close. Yeah, he's pretty good at that tackle stuff. So, yeah, like I said, if, if anybody wants a link to that 4 for 4 Discord, leave a comment on this video. I'll shoot a link over to you. You can join. Like I said, those are free channels. And with that, hit a thumbs up. Thumbs up for good luck this weekend. I thank you, Noops. I thank you, Matt. I thank you, Producer Dan. And obviously, William H. Macy and the rest of the chat. Special shout out to Will Newman if he made it this long because he's tweeting me right now. (laughs) We'll catch you guys on Monday.